0: Welcome to I Caught It On Audio. This is Ride or Die Episode 18, PJ Harvey Part 3.
1: Hello and welcome to I Caught It On Audio. Today we are continuing our Ride or Die series where we pick a band and do a deep dive into their complete discography. This is Part 3 of 4 for our PJ Harvey series. We're going to cover the albums uh uh-huh, Her white chalk and a man, woman a man walked by so let's uh let's get right into it and talk about uh-huh her this was released in 2004 PJ Harvey produced it herself had three singles the letter you come through and shame and uh, yeah it looks like there was a little bit of time between uh, we got four a four year break here so she's slowing down the uh, the production what'd
2: you guys think of this one Dan why don't you give us uh, give, get us started? Uh-huh, her, uh huh. Her was really really good. I really liked it. Uh, it's uh, the first one that what I read was that it's the first one she played everything except for drums on um, for about ten years. And her her playing is great on it. My highlight songs um, that uh, I mean I liked every song other than Seagulls on this album. I gave it the old thumbs up. The Seagulls is perfectly fine in the context of the album, but I don't I don't want uh, to hear Seagulls for a minute. As, a, as an actual song, <laughs> I'm right. right. mm-hmm. sure. But I so I didn't dislike it. It was, it, it seems like it makes sense to have it as a little interlude in the album. But, but every, all the actual songs I really liked. My, uh, my highlight songs were, uh, Life and Death of Mr. Badmouth, Shame. I loved Who the Fuck. That was really, really interesting and abrasive. Who the Fuck
1: was like a, uh, an old school of Chili Peppers, only <laughs> well done.
2: <laughs> yeah and there this this album had shades of for me of like the dry rid of me era but like in a maybe in a more polished mature way right i i also highlighted you come through i, I really thought that it's like a marimba like riff uh i think it's in seven eight uh, it was just really w- weirdly hypnotic and it sounded a little bit different i thought that was really cool and i really like the desperate kingdom of love it's that sort of like mythic folktale mode that she does sometimes Actually, I mean I, I liked everything she did in this album. I thought it was great. I don't know if it's better than To Bring In My Love, but it's for me it's it's pretty high up in, in her um discography. Dave, what what were your thoughts? I really liked it too. Um I've got just
1: about everything thumbs up and I think maybe the ones that I didn't were just oversights. Um like I was enjoying the song too much that it <laughs> didn't uh reach to thumb it up. I really liked um The Desperate Kingdom also. And uh, the life of Mr. Badmouth was phenomenal as well. The, another great starting track on the album. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was a solid all the way through. I I, I don't think it'll quite pass. Um, Stories from the city. Yeah, I don't think it'll quite pass that one for me, which is still my all time favorite of hers. But um, yeah, it was it was definitely solid. Uh, Zach, how about you?
0: I liked this one a bit more the first few times that I heard it when it came out. Uh, this time through, this something about it just didn't really click. Uh, I, I think it's still a good album uh, overall. Like like you said, it's not it's not gonna surpass "Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea" or "To Bring You My Love," right? But it definitely has some really high point songs. The uh, the letter, the slow drug. I really like the last the last track, the darker days of me and him. I think it's a good album. I just I just don't think it it really has the same impact as as uh, as some of those earlier earlier ones. I just want to know who she's singing about with songs like that. For
1: like the darker days of me and him, it's like probably Nick Cave. Is that about Nick Cave?
2: Is it (laughs) It about someone else? Is it about some? some it's clearly some sort of elf king in a alternate reality yeah <laughs> which is <laughs> based on the tone cave, basically yeah. <laughs> yeah. pretty much <laughs> well they only you know it's interesting they only dated for a year and it had been seven years i think since they dated he i know he wrote a bunch of songs about her so this could very yeah. really well be you know but yeah she has such an interesting voice and i know she says it's not always autobiographical but it's hard to know which ones are and which ones aren't you know yeah. Yeah, she's just it's just so good. And what do you guys think about the we got
1: quite a few B-sides uh rarities and demos from this one too. I thought it was interesting that uh huh her, the you know, title, title track track yeah. did not make the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but also listening to it compared to the rest of the album, I don't know where it would have fit, to be honest with you. It yeah. was it was a bit of a step down, so I'm kinda glad it didn't. I did really like uh The Falling and Angel though. Thought those were pretty good.
0: I like the the phone song, Bows and Arrows, uh, Stone, 97 Degrees. Uh, those were interesting um, B-side tracks. Yeah. I'm just looking to see what I gave a thumbs up to. They were,
2: her, her B-sides are usually really good. I think the only one I didn't give a thumbs up to is 97 Degrees. But I would say that my highlight ones were the Falling and the Phone song. Now, those are the two that I noted. And uh, But broadly speaking, I think the right songs got on this album. I think, I think so uh, a lot of the B-sides sound like B-sides or demos. And then even the stronger songs, I'm like, yes, that's good. But I'm happy with what choices that were made. I did think it was interesting that Dance, which is one that I like, has an excerpt from um, Subterranean Homesick uh, Blues by, by Dylan. She clearly, I know her parents are big Dylan fans and she's covered Dylan. So she snuck a couple of lines in from a, from a famous uh, Dylan
0: song. So that right. was interesting.
1: All right. Well, anything else on uh, Uh-huh Her?
2: Favorite song?
0: The Darker Days of Me and Him.
2: Oh How about you, Dan? The Desperate Kingdom of Love might be the one that I want to listen to the most, but I it's hard to it's hard to deny the excitement of who the fuck. Those are my <laughs> two top ones. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the life and death of
1: Mr. Badmouth, but there's it's hard to pick on this That's one. That's a good one
2: too. That's a good one too. A lot of good tracks.
1: Three years later, we've got um, an album called White Chalk. And now we've got uh, Flood back in the producer's booth, along with John Parrish and PJ Harvey. We've got three singles, Under the Ether, The Piano, and The Devil.
0: And Zach, what did you think of this one? So I had never heard this one before, and uh, i it's quite the departure. In a lot of ways, it doesn't even really feel like a PJ Harvey album, because the this the sounds the instruments the way that she's singing everything about it feels not pj right and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing it's just that it's very jarring when you when you have this this you know all these other albums that we've gone gone through and you have this pretty defined context of what this artist does and then you get this anomalous, essentially like a Torian era, or mm. I mean, it's 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 listed as Chamber Folk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On, on Wikipedia. I I can't I can't say that I dislike it. It's just that I don't think I can really come to a, a full understanding or uh, true consensus in the amount of time. That we had between the previous previous one uh, previous recording and this one, yeah, because there's just a lot here to unpack, and it's got some really cool moments. I I really liked uh, White Chalk and Broken Harp in the middle there. It's just it's just so hard to to really wrap my brain around what exactly is going on. I mean, half the time when it was on, I was like, "Who is singing right now? (laughs) Who is this?" It but, was just so confusing to my brain. What do you yeah, guys think? It,
1: it's interesting because I only have three songs th- thumbs up on this, um, but I don't think that is an accurate representation of my enjoyment of the album because I did enjoy it. Yeah, but um, I did too. Like you said, it is it is very different from what she's done previously, and I think you know at this point in her career, you know she's what fifteen years in now. Man, try something new. See see what happens. She's already established herself as an incredible songwriter and performer and singer and you know musician. So let's let's throw some spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. I I don't have to love it. And I feel like if I go through I, I might need to go through this one a few more times just to make sure I I didn't miss any tracks. Yeah, I thumbs up Silence and I thumbs up Under the Ether and The Devil, which Apparently, were two two or three of the three singles. So the, clearly, they were the most. They were the ones picked to be on the radio, though I don't remember them being on the radio here. Yeah. Uh, so they're probably the most tangible ones. Yeah, I, I I feel like I need to spend more
2: time with this one. What did you What do you think, Dan? Uh, well, I think I'm more generous in the thumbs up. While I had more or less the same feeling as you guys, I gave everything but talk to you and the mountain a thumbs up. Okay. But every one of those songs was a "This is good." Not I love this. Pretty much, okay. my three I love this songs so or I really liked them that I highlighted in my notes are "Grow, Grow, Grow." I really liked the the the, the dense keyboards and the dissonance. Silence. Uh, it reminded me of a Sufjan Stevens song. So there's your chamber pop, sack. Yeah. And then the piano. I thought that this was a really cool song. Uh, I love the repetition. It reminded me a little bit of Tori Amos, which is something I haven't said before yeah. about P.J. Harvey. For the album as a whole, my notes are breathy vocals, acoustic natural instruments, and piano lead, which is interesting because she did not play piano before this album um, was recorded. She just went in there and started experimenting, and she does an amazing job considering. She's clearly she's, just a she's so great talented. musician. She's right? incredible musician. She understands rhythm and melody, and she's like, okay, piano is, of all the instruments, it's the easiest one to get into because it's all laid out in front of you. Right. It's very straightforward. And you it's push e- easy to key. push, yeah, push keys and not, not to, it's not easy to, to play, you know, classical like challenging classical pieces, but to make sounds that are pleasing for like pop songs, that's, it isn't that hard when you press the key, it's going to make the right sound. Exactly. And uh, you could press it with your elbow or your, or your ankle or your, your, your hand or, or your dog, whatever, whatever you want. And it'll still make the same sound. My dog would just make the wrong sound. <laughs> well, they make lots of them, though. They're enthusiastic. Yeah. Uh, I also think that came to my mind. And like I said, I, I think I maybe I like this album a little bit better. It does feel like, you know, all the cover she's wearing like a like a hundred plus year old dress. It feels like it was a clear attempt to write in that sort of with those instruments in that sort of feel. And uh, it was an interesting choice. She has used breathy vocals like this before, but not like 95 percent of an album right. or mm-hmm. even 95 percent of a song. Um, what I, I, what came to my mind was, I wonder if, uh, Billie Eilish listened to this or was influenced Mm. by it (laughs) because it it made me think of her, the very quiet, like close to the mic with, but like just very little air coming out, but still, you know, really, uh, effective in its own way. Um, but yeah, I I liked this one. Certainly, uh, it's not near the top of her albums for me and it is, I'd like her a lot more. But uh, I gave thumbs up to all the songs except for the two that I mentioned, and those I'm actually fascinated by because they're the vocals are so wild and and almost atonal at times that while I didn't give them the thumbs up, I didn't give them the thumbs down either because I found them so interesting to listen to, and I might like them given you know another ten or fifteen listens. But this was an interesting departure. I I uh, I liked it, uh, but I won't say that I entirely loved it. Um, what's what's your best song on this one? White chalk. I go with the piano.
1: I am going to go with the devil, mm. as is my general philosophy in life.
2: Yeah, and it's the first song on the PJ Harvey album. It's not yeah. a bad idea to go with it.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, up next, we have a, uh, a PJ Harvey and the John Parrish band collaboration. Well, first, we have three uh,
0: B-sides. Three oh, B-sides. Oh, yeah, I'm
2: sorry. Up ne- uh, So, what did you guys think of the B-sides? I uh, would say that I didn't like Heaven very much. Oh, that's the one I really liked. <laughs> and and I liked Wait slightly better. Although they felt like very similar songs, but I enjoyed Liverpool Tide. I, that was my favorite of the three, but none of these were amazing to me.
0: Yeah, I felt they got progressively better. I, I thought Wait was okay. I thought Heaven was a little bit better, and then I really liked Liverpool Tide. Um, so up next is
1: PJ Harvey, John Parrish collab. A woman, a man walked by. So they collaborated on an album a little over a decade prior to this. Yeah, dance hall at Lost Point. PJ came out with four albums in the in between. Now we've got i uh, have got them back again.
0: I think what's interesting is why why is this specifically PJ Harvey and John Parrish? When John Parrish was working on and collaborating with her on lots of her other solo albums, you know.
2: Well, I think I think I have an answer. um okay. just from reading the Wikipedia. On these two projects, he writes and performs all the instruments, and she just does the vocals and, and the lyrics. Right? Ah, uh, okay. So they've just subdivided their 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 tasks. She's less involved in the actual songwriting, like the the music side of the songwriting, the instrument yep. side.
1: And it's it makes for an, uh, an interesting collaboration. I think they work really well together. This one, again, I feel like I need to spend a little bit more time with because I didn't thumbs up a ton of the tracks. I mean, you've got great great tracks like Soldier. Which I just absolutely loved
2: yeah, and, that was good um, one.
1: cracks in the canvas was really good, and black hearted love was really good and it's just an interesting like she when she writes the music, it's more organized more uh more deliberate, whereas when Parrish is focusing on it, there seems to be a little bit more chaos, especially in the drums mm-hmm. and it it makes it's a really neat uh, change in tone. And it, I feel like it also allows her to do more with the vocals, like because she can focus on the vocals, and I I get more out of her vocals on a lot of these tracks than than on the other ones. I don't know what did what did you guys think of this one?
0: That was a good continuation of the the dance hall at Laos Point. Uh, I think the instrumentation, the writing has evolved quite a bit. Yeah, and I think this is much more enjoyable than than that earlier album. Uh, a lot more high high points. Yeah, like you like you mentioned, um, black hearted, black hearted love, the the opener track. That one's uh, to me. It, it was like a a journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Starts at one point and then it, it kind of keeps morphing and changing and gets to another point at the end. Um, I, I liked the sort of operatic vocals on "Leaving California." The uh, the chair was another good one. Uh, really interesting bass and and like you said, the soldier soldier was really cool. So good interplay of the instruments and how there was lots of sparsity throughout mm-hmm. um I, th- I you know overall i i'm in the same boat i, I really need to spend more time with it uh, but i think i think it's overall pretty pretty interesting pretty good stuff dan what do you think
2: i uh broadly agree with uh with your guys take on it i i think it is more listenable than the previous collaboration song by song yeah and uh but i uh, i would say also dave you're right pj how or john parish rather when he's writing the instrumentals he's like i gotta fuck this up a little bit and like mm-hmm. throw some weird rhythms or some dissonant you know some yeah. dissonant chords or 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 some makes make this really noisy which makes it really interesting and it makes it different feeling than than most pj harvey stuff I and mean, not that her stuff is all that all the same sounding but it's a, it's a different thing no, that no. they do i would say that i actually thumbs up uh, all But Pig Will Not" and Passionless Pointless, which is interesting because I think my two two of my favorites are The Soldier and Cracks in the Canvas. Yeah. Um. And once again, what, my notes for those two are for Pig Will Not." It was this is a bit much for me, but they're clearly having fun.
1: Right. And my notes for Passionless Pointless is
2: this is not enough for me, but they're clearly, you know, they're, they're trying to do something like P- Passionless Pointless. I was like, this is one of the rare, boring, there's not a whole lot going on songs on on their collaborations. Right. But uh, my highlighted tr- lighted tracks were Black Hearted Love, "161514," 15, 14, Leaving California, The Soldier and Cracks in the Canvas and all the other ones other than those two, the other the other three or four songs. I thought these are also good, but they're not among my favorites. But I do think that song by song, more of these were were ones that I want to hear pop up than uh, than on the
0: previous collaboration.
1: All right. Well, this—I mean, we we flew through these. Uh, is there anything else you guys have on this section? Well,
0: what What do you guys? What's your favorite one from uh, from this collaboration album? I'd go with uh, the soldier. Yes, soldier is definitely the best track in on this one. I would pick Blackhearted Love,
1: All right. and also I would I say that's th- definitely the second best
0: <laughs> of these
1: three
2: albums. Which one do you choose? I'd choose Aha Hunt Her. Um, that's the best one for me. Zach?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would also pick, uh-huh, her. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that too. Um, wait, the other two, you know, they're, they're interesting in what they're doing, but I, I love that. I love what, yeah.
2: uh-huh, her. They feel like experiments and yep. that's great. And also necessary for, I think the sanity of people making music. And I do, would say they're successful stuff. experiments too. Yes. Yeah, um, definitely.
1: They did some really cool things, but I love the the classic PJ Harvey yeah. sound in Aha uh-huh, Her.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely very recognizably like sort of classic era, you know, first few albums PJ Harvey, and that really works for me because I really like those early albums. Yep. All right. Um, I think I know the
1: answer to this, but at this point through season three, is are you ride or die? I know I sure am.
0: Yeah, I still am. Yeah, I'm. I'm
2: impressed. I'm. Once again, mildly annoyed at myself for not pursuing her more Absolutely. You know, back in the, in the 90s. Oh, I liked everything I heard. I didn't go out and buy the albums. That's, and that's the great thing is it's I don't love every song. And sometimes she does stuff where I'm like, uh, well, you went for it and didn't quite work for me. But the majority of the songs I genuinely, genuinely enjoy. There's some amazing stuff she does that I don't feel like anybody else could do. And I say so yeah, I think she's pretty great. Yeah, without a doubt.
1: All right, so that was part three. Now we've got one more section. We're going to cover um, "Let England Shake," the Hope Six Demolition Project, and the recently released "I Inside the Whole the Old Year Dying." Did I copy that correctly? Is that actually easy for you to
0: say? Yes, I I Inside inside the Old old Year Dying. dying. Yep.
1: Well, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, that one just came out um, this summer, so okay uh, cool. actually by the time you hear this it'll be last year's summer yeah so this is going to be our first one of the first episode of the new year um so tell us in the comments are you a pj harvey fan did we get miss anything on these albums that we should have put, pointed out um uh, do the algorithm things and like and subscribe and then uh, if you want more content like this, you can find everything we've done at 64tacos.com. And if you really liked it, go to buymeacoffee.com slash 64tacos, and you can buy us a taco. Thanks for listening.
0: I caught it on audio.